Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tapping Up podcast with myself, Daryl, as always, and my amazing co-host, Ian, um, finally back on English Shores. So if you've listened to the, the Tapping, Up, uh, Tapping Cup uh, episode from this week, which has been released yesterday, I think. It was. Um, you'll have known that I'm back and obviously it's what everyone's been waiting for in their life to have the uh, fantastic duo back in there. Coming First in the rears. <laughs> first one of these for a few Fridays, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it's the, the first time that we've been able to do it live because the last two, and let's not obviously ruin the magic for all those listeners, but the last two were pre-recorded because, as everyone knows, we're in Florida. Got quite used to the little uh, Friday of doing this. You've been on your own for the last yeah. two Fridays, haven't you? Straight home after work. Yeah. Just then, um, Crying into a bottle of rum. <laughs> not getting dicked at pool. Well, no, that's, um, that's happened number of times since we've been back but um a lot of ufc to cover i think since the last proper episode because we had as usa special which was just obviously everything america and i didn't really go into much live events on that did we so i think is it two weeks ufc news you've got to about two and a half yeah it's like uh uh a young teenager that hasn't had a wank for a while. I've stored it all up, ready to spunk it all over the viewers. You're like a wet um, dream, this episode. First one's got to be, uh, since we last talked, was Pereira. So there's a lot of different stuff going on about Alex Pereira uh, in terms of um, beating uh, Adesanya. So um, everyone seems to be calling them out, no matter what weight that they're, they're, uh, they're at. So we've got Kimaev. See this? So I did. Just to check, did we... So when he won, I can't remember if the last episode was before or after he won. I think it was. I might be wrong, but I think it was the preview of that fight. Fucking hell. That was the last time. Ages, so yeah, I don't it? think we've actually done one since he won the title. But anyway, um, as you were saying. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, Kamaev is uh, 170 and 185. Obviously, he was trying to go for, for welterweight and, and missed the weight egregiously, which led to him fighting at the catchweight. Um, and as a bit of a, a curveball... Pereira, champ at 185, said, I'll take you, Kamaev, but I'll take you at 205 because uh, he, I think, was struggled with the weight cut himself. I mean, he's a big, big boy, um, Pereira. So he offered Kamaev at 205, and I think Kamaev has then gone a bit quiet. Uh, and as seems to now be the case, maybe the second most gobby and hated person in terms of throwing their opinions in after Dana in MMA, has chimed in again on this one. So, Brendan Sharp, have you seen this? I haven't. So, Brendan Sharp, uh, basically, on his own podcast, uh, obviously, former UFC fighter and now a stand-up comedian, obviously, like again, knows a fair bit about fighting, to be fair, um, said to him, I think his exact words were, Kamaev is a nightmare matchup for Pereira, which I would totally agree with, by the way, and I think is a very fair comment. Pereira absolutely bit on the goading and came out and said, fuck you, I'll offer you a bet, which is 50 grand. I, if we fight Kamaev, I'll beat you. Uh, sorry, 50 grand to Sharb, I'll beat Kamaev. Uh, and I think Sharb also said Kamaev would take him down in the first 30 seconds. Uh, and Pereira said, I'll offer you another 50 grand if he can take me down in the in." 30 seconds, so 100 grand all in. Sharp up the ante and said, 100 grand a bet and I'll take it. I mean, and it's just stop there, but just try. This is that Twitter back and forth nonsense, <laughs> just, isn't it? 
but it's the, the Jake Paul era is this? Yeah, it? it is. It is a bit like that. But I mean, every, I mean, again, you talk when you get people calling you out out of your weight class, that tells you that you're making waves to me. Yeah, um, um, and I think a conversation that we had this week since I've been back is we were essentially trying to figure out who would potentially beat Pereira. I think one of the things. That, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Um, which is the the obvious yeah. I think one of the the questions that I had for you was, would he be Whitaker? Whitaker's very well rounded. I mean, anyone with any fight IQ and Whitaker is an intelligent fighter is gonna know that Pereira's weakness is his rap, grappling and his wrestling. Um, I did mention to you. I did see after the fight, he got awarded his brown belt at Jiu Jitsu, so he's clearly no joke on the on the feet but you put him against I mean Kamaev is a outstanding wrestler Kamaev is as good at wrestling as Pereira is on his feet in terms of kickboxing and I've got to be honest as, as much as sometimes Sharp gets shit I kind of agree with him I would say Kamaev is a nightmare uh, matchup for Pereira so I I don't think the fight of the UFC will do that fight yet because they are the two kind of rising stars um, and I think if you obviously you match them at the moment one of them gets shot down. So I, I think that would be one that they could build. They keep, you know, on a bit of a parallel tangent. So I would be surprised at that. Um, just jumping ahead in some ways, because this is more boxing. Well, I suppose it's UFC related. Talking about stupid fucking bets again. And people saying this. Did you see about uh, our friend Jake Paul? And offering a bet to Paddy Pimlet, who must be, what, half of his weight. So this was... Paddy Pimlet was said in an interview because he's coming, he's fighting in next week in the UFC. Uh, said that he, as much as he appreciated Jake Paul and what he was doing uh, boxing wise, he felt his fights were fixed. Paul came out and said, "I'll offer you a million pounds if you can beat me in sparring. If you know you beat me, I'll give you a mil. If you don't, if I beat you, you've got to join my fighters' union." I mean, Pimlet fights at one four five. What was Paul's weigh-in weight fight for uh, Silver? One eight seven. It's like I, li- I mean, pa- Piblet gets fat, doesn't he? We know this. Yeah. It's a bit of a joke. He balloons up, but they are different leagues of weight. I mean, that's literally like picking on a fucking school kid as a grown man and saying, "I'll give you a million pound if I can beat you up." Call on someone your own fucking size. I'd still like to see that fight in UFC. I think it'd be a different proposition, even if there is that size oh, yes. difference because he's, he's not a UFC fighter, is he, Paul? Agreed, and I, I, but. Or they just turn around and say, instead of sparring, just meet me around back of Tesco's or something and have a yeah, quick Yeah, which scrap. weirdly leads me... Well, I've got my next point, but then... So one of the points we've got around here is Connor and Awesome Loboff. So I think I I talked about you this on the side this week in terms of um, what was going on in the the Twitter world again, the throwdown challenges, but... Um, Obsessed with Twitter these days, aren't you? Got proper into it after just, slagging it it's off. It's the best place for people to talk complete bullshit that they'll never follow through on isn't it there's no there's never been a medium or a way to shit talk like it and um connor and loboff obviously longtime friends training partners for as long as i can ever remember since connor came up at uh, sgb in uh the, the gym in ireland they train at and it's come out this week that uh loboff is suing connor uh, regarding uh, proper twelve, the whiskey, and that apparently some kind of bet or agreement that he's not bet, sorry, like agreement he had on the side that he would get five percent for helping Connor. So he's put a claim in the Irish County Court or High Court, whatever the equivalent would be, uh, for five percent of the six hundred million. 
that Connor uh, uh, made when he sold his uh, stake in it. And it just shows you, doesn't it? Money talks. Like they are best of mates, boys. They've been trained together. They've probably been through hell and back in terms of training camps. And then Loboff, a bit jealous, see Connor's making some money and goes down the legal route. What a fucking pathetic and shitty thing to do. I'm just looking here. So the, uh, Connor posted a, a picture in the early hours of the morning that he said he was going to meet him to Instagram, basically with a an island jersey on and a scarf around his face as if saying, well, I'm here, where are you? Well, there was two extra points then that this leads on to. So one of them was then Connor on Twitter basically offered Lobo out for a fight at the SGB gym where they trained all those years, half 10 that night and was like, be there, I'll fight you for all 600 mil, which I don't, I didn't see any response to. Also, I'm surprised you haven't given me this one. I'm surprised giving this is me telling you something on social media. Did you not hear the song about this? People singing. So apparently Connor had put, I haven't actually seen the post, but Connor had put some kind of post on Instagram or Twitter where he basically goes uh, something like, Loboff, you little rat. Nah, nah, nah. And all these fighters were then jumping on it and singing, singing this tune and taking videos of them. So it's just a world of nonsense. If you've got That's hours Twitter. to waste on absolute nonsense, Twitter is brilliant. But um, a, a quick update on this one. Apparently, Connor also said, Loboff, I don't know for, for what saying, for what has now also brought a second lawsuit against Connor for defamation. So not as a result of these Twitter things. Oh, say, before, yeah, uh, uh, before that, but I mean, just... If you're a fighter, and I'll be honest with you, if someone says to you, meet me outside for a fight a fucking for 600 mil, I fucking probably fancy that of myself. I'm surprised Loboff didn't take that. Here's a, a random question, folks. I'm just looking through UFC news, and it is literally all just Conor McGregor, um, but there are little side bits. Um, you know, Thomas Paul is... So he's a, an MMA fighter, but ever heard of him? I think he's fairly low, and, and if you've not heard of I him, have then not, he's no. definitely not that well known. He's apparently a, a deaf MMA fighter, uh, British, and he's looking to return. Oh, sorry, he's, he's eyeing up the UFC as he's looking to return to winning ways tomorrow night. So he must be in some sort of fight. I'm just having a, a quick look to see what he's actually in, but. Random question for you. Cage it? Warriors, I spoke guessing if he's yeah, English. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Um, I mean, it's, it's a UFC fight night tomorrow, which we've come on to, and I've got a little yeah, bit of a preview, so uh, whether he is on that card. He's, no, because he's not a UFC fighter. That's the point. He's um, trying to get, a, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know if it's in the contender series or what, if that's still ongoing. But um, question for you, has there ever been a deaf UFC fighter before? Yes, Matt Hamill. In fact, so Matt, Matt Hamill, Matt the Hammer Hamill, you, you, if you don't know this one, you should know. But he's the only man that has a victory over John Jones. Did not know that by disqualification. Um, John Jones was got disqualified for what they call uh, twelve to six elbows, which is the most ridiculous rule because you can kick someone in the head, uh, you can now knee people in the head, but you're not allowed to do that to someone's head. And do you know, have you know, heard the origin of this ridiculousness? No. Nope. Do you know where that comes from? That this is this is true. That that is in the unified rules when they first made MMA, and it comes from when they wrote the rules, say twenty, thirty years ago. The nonsense. Do you remember, like, um, 
Bruce Lee and kind of karate kind of moves where someone would elbow and snap planks. You ever seen that? Planks of wood. I have. And that literally is where, when they were writing the rules, they were like, ah, oh, if you can snap wooden planks, you might kill someone if you can do that. So you're not allowed to six, 12, six elbows, they're called, but you can soccer kick people in the head. You can knee people, Hang you can elbow. You can you do what? Do that. People in head? Soccer kick. That's what it's called. It's not called a football kick. It's a legitimate move in uh, in fighting. It's called a basically just kick, winding up and kicking them on the head. So I'm not I'm not jumping on the yank. I'm going to say let's let's leave. No thought of that to be honest. Actually, now that you say that, why they just don't call it a football? Well, because it's an American sport, I'm guessing. But yeah, it's cool. If you if we googled now, um, Wonder Day Silver was fucking superb. And back in Pride, the one I showed you a couple of days ago, didn't I? That was crazy knees. That's where you used to get soccer Which kicks. Which is um, nonsense because I'm almost certain that guy will have got some sort of concussion and brain hemorrhage. You definitely it. watch that Pride highlights, some of the knockouts and the rules. That it was in a ring as well. She had no cage to put him up, so people are falling out. It was the, the wild, wild west days of, uh, of, the, of, of MMA when Pride was, uh, was on. But um, So, yeah, yeah moving on, um, I've got uh, your man, and you can correct me because you're the only person I know who knows the full pronunciation, Yeezy. Prohaska spot on uh, is out sadly of uh, UFC 282 so apparently he's got a pretty severe shoulder injury and I thought this was really quite whether the UFC are in the background and offered him a bit of money to do this or is this off his own back he's voluntarily given up the title so he said I don't want to hold up the division I think that's bullshit I'll give him a title but I'll take the title fight when I'm back and I reckon he could be out for nine to 12 months. Jesus. So that's a bit of a shame. So it's a long yeah. time out. So I would suspect maybe the UFE uh, have chucked him a bit of money in the background and said, you can have the fight for the title when you first fight back. Is there a replacement fight? There is. So the, 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 so the story on that was he was supposed to be fighting Glover Tuchera in the rematch from the, the, the fight they had when he won the title. Um, you'd think, surely, wouldn't you, if Yeezy is out, that you would then put... Uh, Glover in against um, somebody else, and on the same fight card, the co-main event is Yang Blakovic. No, <laughs> I practice saying his fucking name. This as well. was this was part of the reason that we're asking about the it's a motherfucker of a name. These, these two, Blank. Who's he fighting? Blakovic and Ankalev. Okay, uh, oh. Mohammed Ankalev, I think, or Magomed. Magomed Ankalev. Um, on a side note, these fucking Dagestanis, man, they're taking over at the moment. A nightmare for anyone to say. Makalev, fucking Khabib. Do you know what I mean? Taking over the game. They need names. names like Khabib, where you can just shorten it down or give them a nickname like the Eagle. But um, So you've got uh, Jan, which uh, is renowned for his nickname of Polish Power. So I'm just going to call him that. And against Ankalev. Uh, that, you'd think, Glover would have been offered one of them two. But apparently he... W- this is where all the rumours start and you're not really too sure what I read. He was offered Ankalev but turned him down because he wanted to train longer. Glover says that that's not the case. So what they've now done is they've boosted that co-main event uh, of Polish power Jan uh, to Ankalev for the interim title. So okay. um, they've rejigged the card. Again, good example of what we have talked about on previous podcasts. Instead of the whole fight falling away for one of your main cards like you in boxing with the, the, the Eubank Jr., uh, and Ben fight they've had a little bit of a rejig bang got another fight now is it as good as, as Yeezy versus Teixeira no I don't think it is but they've they've done their best and um, people sleep on that that Polish power this is also the guy so Jan is the chap that beat 
Adesanya. When Adesanya fancied being Billy Big Balls and moving up a weight, and basically just couldn't deal with the size. So um, that'd be a, a, a pretty decent fight, I would have thought. It's not a bad card, is it, really? I'm just looking around the rest of it, and I'm going to stick to the names that I can say. So you've got, obviously, Paddy the Baddies on it, Darren Till's on it. Um, right. I'm interested more so in the Bryce Mitchell fight. Uh, is it Topura that he's fighting? And Topura's one of these who is... Uh, and I've probably butchered his name, as we always seem to do in these episodes, but he... His last fight was quite exciting to watch, and a lot of people seem to hype him up, and he seems to be one of these up-and-comers, and I don't think he's lost a fight yet. Bryce Mitchell, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong here, and this is going to sound like a really weird story if I get it wrong, is are you aware of what was supposed to have happened? I'm sure if it was, but it was basically a UFC fighter, and he posted on Instagram that he'd ripped his ball bag it's no joke. Bio I think you've drill. told me this think, before. And it was basically he had some kind of accident with a drill, and it kind of got near his pocket or something like that. And he posted the picture of basically his his, his pants, his boxer shorts, just covered in blood. And it, it always sticks in my mind. Um, it is indeed. Yeah, is it UFC he's fighter? No, he's known more for this gr- this gruesome groin injury than his fighting record. And how do you? Have you seen the picture? Found it. I'm just looking at the the comments and one of the top things: a UFC fighter accidentally tore his scrotum with a power drill. Accidentally, I mean, it, it, that, if that ever sounds like the type of thing you see on that fucking program or A and E, what happened? Ah, oh, I just slipped and fell on the. And there, yeah, just showing a picture. It's bad, of, say, isn't it? But as I say, I'm sure boxing. it wasn't. But yeah, he's he's more renowned for being the idiot that fucking tore his ball back with a drill than his fighting prowess. I literally how. <sighs> Yeah, that is horrendous. How do you do that? All, all joking aside, that, I mean, it was, what's that like? Yeah, I, sl- I slipped and fell on that dildo in my ass. <laughs> well, his nickname like, what, what? is Thug Nasty. I mean, what sort of nickname is that? Um, but yes, it's a, it's a horrendous looking picture. And that picture is just the pants afterwards. Imagine what the injury There's looked like. There's loads of blood in it as well. It's crazy, it's not, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like yeah. a small I thought amount. it was him. As I say, whenever I hear his name, weirdly, you got, that's one of those things that you can't forget someone accidentally, in inverted commas, tearing their scrotum. Yeah, that is absolutely disgusting. But uh, thanks for reminding me of that. Um, but I tell you, a weird one. So we've got it's a good week uh, for some fights, really, because we've also got this week um, UFC Fight Night Orlando, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow night. Um, and we often say that the fight nights, and I would be the first to, to usually be to stick the boot in and say what a load of shit they are and um, how they're propped up by one fight, very much like boxing. I had a little look ahead of doing me, me a little bit of research for today, and this is the best UFC fight card I've seen for a long time, like two weeks after you're back from Orlando. Which is really annoying, isn't it? Like, it's it's, it's uh, a week after I've, I've returned. So if so, I'd have said an extra week, I'd have been able to watch this. It, it's the same. Full of decent, decent... Not only relative, again, maybe not big names for the, for the casual fans, but within MMA. So the one I've got, Sleeper on the prelims. You've got Michael Johnson versus Mark Diakisi. Um, Diakisi always uh, very has a mohawk looks a very fucking imposing fighter um, like pretty shredded usually a fantastic kickboxer and, and weirdly actually trains in Leeds so my, my mate that keeps trying to get me to go and get the fuck kicked out of me at kickboxing on a Saturday morning has actually trained with him but he is fighting uh, a guy called Michael Johnson who is super durable but uh, always seems to a classic gatekeeper fights really well against lower level guys once you get the, the the competition goes up that he struggles a bit but he is infamously known within MMA as the only person to ever wobble Khabib 
which I didn't know. This so is he, one fought, of the things, he fought yeah. Khabib, I mean, we're talking probably six, seven mm. years ago. Uh, yeah, and um, he, he, he caught him with it. It's the only time I ever remember Khabib proper taking one on the chin and looked in a bit of trouble. Uh, Johnson couldn't finish him. Khabib ended up ground and pound. And I always out. feel like that's one of those things where, like with football, it's like, oh, yeah, they scored a, a goal against them, but then lost 4-1. It's like, well, is it really that big of a... And what does it say if you're most renowned, you're best known for having wobbled and then someone and lost? Yeah, Yeah. it tells you probably more about his career overall. He's probably got a bet. I mean, he's got a ton of fights under his belt. I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't got his record in front of me. If I had to guess, I bet you he's got a record like 25 and 15. So he would have lost a lot of fights, but he would have won a a fair amount as well. But against high level players. Uh, competition the guys he's lost to I think it says more about Khabib's career more than anything doesn't it if someone's highlight is wobbling a fighter it's a bit like someone being what's the highlight of your football career missing an open goal against Barcelona it's kind of a shitty thing to be known for really but that'll be that'll be a decent fight and um could be a slugfest. Diakisi's always uh, happy to stand and bang if Johnson pretty good wrestling so the sensible option would be to take him down uh, the uh, then starting sort of flipping to the top uh, main event is um, Stephen Thompson, number six in the world at World Away against my favourite fighter, Kevin Holland, Mister Fuck You Holland, and his Mister Short Lived Retirement, and you clowning me live on the podcast A when throw he's... back to an old episode. Um, so yeah, I'll be definitely uh, rooting for Thompson to kick the fuck out of Holland. Uh, I still hold a grudge because of that. There's quite, again, as you said, there's quite a few good fights on this card. So you go down, you've got Dos Anjos. Is, the, is that the co-main? That is the co-main event. Uh, Brian Barbarena versus Dos Anjos. I didn't realise Dos Anjos is still ranked seven at welterweight in the world. Um, RDA, as he's referred to usually. Um, but uh, he people sleep on him. He held the title for a good three or four fights, I think, at 155. And there was one of those phases where when he was like that, you thought, how is anyone going to beat this guy? He, he he's a, he's a uh, world class black belt uh, on the floor, and he very, he suddenly seemed to evolve uh, a very good kickboxing game, uh, good stand up, brutal leg kicks. He used to, uh, went for a phase, but father time, no one can beat him. Um, sort of seemed to have caught up with him, but that will be a, a decent fight. Pavlovich is on the the card as well. So that so you've got Ty Tyavasa, number four in the heavyweight division, versus Pavlovich, who's number five. So that's got implications on uh, the heavyweight uh, title picture, given there's not a lot of contenders coming out at the moment. So I would think whoever wins that might be one fight away from the title. And a bit like we were just saying, rather disappointingly for, for being known for things that are unrelated to fighting. Do you remember what I told you? Again, I was on a previous episode, why, what Ty Tyavasa is better known for. Uh, I don't remember what we talked about last week, so no. He is Mr. Shuey. This is the Australian. I should have known this because you actually told me yesterday. Um, So if he wins, he goes into the crowd, gets somebody's shoe, pours a beer into it and drinks it, which for a professional athlete is fucking disgusting. Sounds hygienic. He is absolutely renowned for it, and and that's kind of his thing now. So, But that again, uh, Ty can stand and bang, pretty good on the feet. Uh, Pavlovich is, is more of a more of a grappler, uh, a grappler, and will be looking to probably wrestle and take him down and submit him. But that'd be a decent fight. I mean, final what, one I've got for you on, on that on that card is sleeper in middleweight. So you have got Jack Hermanson, uh, obviously European. I think he's 
Finnish, if I had to guess, he's Scandinavian anyway, maybe Swedish. Um, so always, have a, you know, try, given we don't have many Europe uh, European fighters, he's also fighting another European, Roman Dolitz, who has got a very um, up and coming and uh, looks a, a, a prospect. Um, I googled Dolitz before this, and I was saying to you, he was apparently a goalkeeper professionally. It said, I looked for about twenty minutes, couldn't find any reference to whoever he played for. So I don't know if that's Wikipedia bullshitting or not. He took up BJJ and Sambo at the age of 20, so pretty late to the game, and only started training MMA at 28. I think he might be, say, 30, 31 now. So he's coming into it late, but he's one of those guys who feels a little bit like he knows he's coming into it late, so he's fucking making moves quick. He needs to fucking rip through people, but I... I don't know what his odds are, but I'll be having a few quid, I think, on De Litz. He looks pretty handy, and that would be a decent fight as well. What happened to Brunson? Because wasn't Hermanson supposed to be fighting Brunson previous to this? Did that get cancelled? Oh, you put me on the spot now. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know if maybe De Litz was a late replacement for him. I didn't I know that. Um, yeah. I mean, so Brunson is, is another one like Johnson who is beats the vast majority of people. You put him up against a top seven, top five guy, and he gets smashed. Um, but maybe that you could be right there. I didn't appreciate that if that is the case. Yeah, it says here so Brunson was forced out of the upcoming bout against Jack Manson due to an undisclosed injury. So, so if, that again, that shows you the benefit of staying in shape. Delitz probably not had a full camp, training ready, but very, very good wrestling wise. And again, another one who seems to have practiced his kickboxing, got some nasty kicks, but yeah, that that, that say the best fight card I can remember for years, to be honest with you. Which we were saying, because we're out on Saturday, that we were potentially thinking about staying up and trying to power through and maybe going to a casino or something to catch it. And then I saw that it was like, what, five o'clock or three o'clock minimum as the earliest time. Um, so yeah, I don't. Watch that with a hangover Sunday. As much as I'm I'm now espousing how good those fights are, it's not worth that level of session and staying up and through. So I won't probably be doing that. I I can imagine that you'll be in bed by 11 anyway. So half 10. Yeah. (laughs) If that. so that I mean, uh, in terms of MMA, that's everything for me on MMA. Unless you've got any other little bits. I do. I'll be on. honest. I'm woefully underprepared this week. Um, Comes still back. Get, I'm gonna say. Throws his life away. Fucking married. He's fucking already fucking throwing out the window his responsibilities of of holding this podcast together with your questions and your research. I'm the one that rocks up unprepared and just fucking talk shit. I'll just, I've just I've it's got, got a full, full well reversal here. I'd like to fully apologise to all twelve of us fans. Uh, it won't happen again. Um, I thought you were going to apologise to the female population that you are now out of circulation. Oh, given I can't apologise for that. I mean, they're, they're they know what they've missed. They the know collective missed. women around the world, the sigh and the devastation on their on their faces must be palpable. I would have thought. Again, no comment. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that they'll be they'll be fine. Hopefully, um, the only thing that I think is fighting wise worth talking about, and I don't really want to talk about it, but it's more boxing. Is obviously it's the uh, muchly muchly is that a word? No, much anticipated um, about the trilogy is it, ending. Is it? I no. mean, the worst thing is, is we were saying we're out Saturday. We'll probably chill, try to find somewhere to watch this shit just because we're fans of the sport, aren't we? But 
Well, the, the, it's just so. The ring I mean, because there's not even any hype about it, has there? There's well, more no hype cares. about a, a month ago than there is fucking now. This is the day. Be- I mean, they, the way it must have happened. Has there been any smack talk after the? Wo- haven't heard anything. There all are day. a number of different things. So I was watching some of it last night with uh, Chisor. I don't know why I was watching it last night, um, but so the the ring walk is earlier now. So it's scheduled. Ten it was going to be, wasn't it's it? It's going to now be nine thirty-five. Oh no, the ring walk is 9.15, so the fight itself will start at around 9.35. So, I mean, probably will end up catching it. If not, I'll just look it on my phone or something and get a dodgy stream. Yeah, we can it. probably get it. I mean, as you say, that's the plan, isn't it, is we can sit and watch it. Yeah, I'm going to sit over at the table anyway. Um, um, but the the smack talk has been non-existent. So the, the only thing that I saw last night, uh, Chisora was... They were sat down and they were really calm. And obviously Chisora's main selling point is that he's a bit of a live wire as is Tyson Fury's. Chisora was saying, well, actually, the promoters didn't want to give me this fight. Um, Eddie Hearn didn't want to give me this fight. Bob Arum didn't want to give me this fight. No one wanted to give me this fight at all, including Frank Warren, etc. It was Tyson Fury who rang me up and said, I'll, I'll give you a fight and we'll get you a big payday. And I'm not being funny up, but that just makes even more of a mockery of this sport. It's basically a mate ringing up a mate saying, yeah, do you want a big payday? I'm just going to punch you in the face, but yeah, no but, problem. But- is it the weird thing about that and I mean I'm not against people looking after each other like that you know if they're mates outside the ring and you know can't be that much mates to say if they're going to beat the fuck out of each other for 12 rounds but um, I'm not against that in principle but surely it's a fight no one wants to see anyway so it's not exactly going to sell well on the pay-per-view which is fucking what you say was it 26 quid the fuck is paying that for 26.95 but two surely the only way you could get some pay-per-views in this is to have a little bit of a crazy week before fucking throwing bottles at each other kicking off in the press conference try and sell it a little bit so you've got a fight no one wants to see anyway and neither of them are trying to sell it it feels like a literally a waste of time unless i don't know if there's some, someone in the background like a disown with the deal that um canelo's got that literally like tyson's getting 15 million just to fight because if it's based on a percentage pay-per-view this isn't going to do Awfully, I reckon this will be one of the worst pay-per-views, not of all time, obviously, but in terms of recent heavyweight title fights, no one's buying this shit. I don't know. I, I would, logically, I would definitely agree with you, but you'd know what these people are like. People will buy this just because they'll be sat in their house on Saturday night and nothing better Cost of living crisis, 26 quid for that They're shit. still will. When you can I, get... hope, I hope you're right. I hope it doesn't sell and I hope it's a complete and utter shambles and I hope Chisora knocks him out, but there's more chance of... Kanye West coming back from his career than Chisora sparking out Tyson Fury in the so um I mean we only because you've mentioned it I feel like we have to talk about it what the fuck <laughs> you sent me that video today I didn't even know that was Kanye West and still we started talking about it but talk ye. about going sorry yeah, ye. ye uh ye Nazi um talk about <laughs> going off the deep end and losing your mind what has happened to him I don't know. I would never a massive fan of his music anyway. And this is a massive tangent for us, isn't it? You've got to be careful how, you, how we speak about this, I suppose. But um, yeah, he just seems to have completely lost his mind. The I first person to be banned from Twitter twice, I think. This this world these days is all about, I suppose, generating noise and people talking about you. And there's that old saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity. But surely this is bad. But there, there absolutely is. When you're coming out... And I can't remember the exact quote, so I'm not going to say it, but effectively praising Hitler. I mean, I feel like 
not only that, so he said loads of bad stuff about Jewish people. Um, he's also put a swastika in the Star of David, I think was his last action on Twitter, something like that. Um, the guy is just a complete and utter lunatic. I mean, talk about two... Alex Jones, uh, I mean, pretty polarising anyway. Surprised that they're even allowed to keep showing Infowars because he owes £1.5 billion in damages after those recent cases. And Kanye on one programme. I can't think of two people that probably get or generate more hate now. But look, at we, we do a podcast talking about boxing, MMA and football. And we sometimes talk about this shit. But one yeah. final point, what's the, with the mask? I don't, I, like a ski I mask. It's not even like a... It won't, it, that won't even... I mean, yeah, they are. I was going to say that won't even the worst bit. The comments are clearly the worst bit. But it with the clip that I showed you, it's, it's for people who haven't seen it, I'm not massively privy to Infowars. I'm not... I couldn't stand Alex Jones. I won't listen to him normally. This is just a clip that's gone viral on, on Twitter and, and social media. But the clip is him essentially praising Hitler for inventing the microphone and other garbage, but also coming out and speaking while they're showing a clip of the curb stomping scene from American History X. Which, which I'm like, what, what's going on? I mean, on? even if... You, like, surely Kanye didn't know... Sorry, ye didn't know they were going to splice that in. And again, talk about Infowars. The whole reason that they're in trouble, Alex Jones is in trouble, is being too provocative and too much of a fucking lunatic. You can't talk about shit like that. I mean, obviously, for people, most people... Good film... Not because of the content, just because it's a good film. Uh, into, but it's about Nazism and a guy converting away from being a, a, a member of a kind of white supremacist movement. But that scene that they show, he stomps a guy's face on a curb. It's one yeah. of the most it's ra- really graphic. graphic and racist scenes I think I've ever seen in a film. And to then, then be splicing that behind things, again, that's so... Provo- they must have known what they were doing. That's what I mean. I don't know if that's... For them to have randomly put that clip in... I'm not sure if he had said what he was going to say previously and agreed a script. I mean, give it, the only other thing is, I, I don't know from the video, could it be added in after to make it look even worse than it is? Or was it actually... No, I'm, it was, I'm pretty it was sure it was live. Right. So, yeah. I mean... It's, it's, Which it's, I mean, so unless he said, oh, by the way, I'm going to talk about Hitler in this bit, so can you make sure to put a, a really racist scene? Oh, yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. Guy's lost his fucking marbles. Have we got from lost his mind. Tyson Fury not being able to sell a PBV to... Kanye West really? going I suppose there's a little bit of a, a line there because Tyson Fury sometimes talks shit like he's lost his mind but never quite to that extreme of say praising Hitler but um, yeah I could say I feel like craziness being a bit of a dickhead and praising Hitler are different scales the but... only thing I would say I'm just going to throw it out there now is his decline mentally and in the public eye seems to have come would you not agree from the breakup with Kim Kardashian? So the only thing I'm going to say, as much as I can't stand her, how good is that bitch in bed if losing her causes you to crumble like that? I refuse to talk about Kim Kardashian on, on this podcast. I feel I, like that, I that is the line that would be drawn. That is what I meant through my head, though, is how good is she that she could cause him to self-destruct in the manner that he has? So good that she probably would be famous for a sex tape yeah Yeah, so yeah it would make perfect sense but um, yeah let's start talking about these fucking clowns I'm going to say that the last thing on the uh, Tyson Fury fight is he has come out uh, with Shizora and they've said that it's going to be the best first round in the heavyweight game ever I doubt it 
I get, unless they've actually said, you know what, literally, like you've seen in, in certain fights before, they just let's just stand and bang. It's literally no footwork. Let's just see who can take the most. But I would actually not why be would, fearful why would Fury for you to do, do that. that. As yeah. I say, I would, uh, you know, if there was one person you would not probably want to do that with, it would be someone like Shizura because the one thing he can do is fucking hit hard. So, um, yeah, I get maybe that's a final last ditch effort to sell the fight, but. I think yeah, and, and no one. I know, it's going to be a walkover. No one's interested whether it gets big. I don't even think Fury would have been training. If I'm perfectly honest with you, I think he's taken this as an extra bit of money, fucking money in the bank. He would probably carried his a, a small camp on from his last fight. Cause it's quite quite quick, isn't it? Just think. But where, no what, that's interested. the worry to me because where's the fighter or the desire between either of them to go and win this fight or prepare as you would do usually for a fight? If you've got Chisora saying, "Yeah, I'm not bad mouthing this guy. He's, he's putting." food on my family's table. He's not going to want to go out and then punch his head in, although he, I don't know, he's a boxer. But on the same thing, Tyson Fury clearly thinks that this fight is beneath him. He can come out and posture all he wants and say that this is a really big fight. And obviously Frank Warren said, oh, well, he took Usyk all the way and he was, he was really good. No, he didn't. It was nothing like that at all. Um, but I can't see how either man wants this fight to be, yeah, I'm going to batter this guy or I'm going to prove my worth to the world. You know, like a Usyk uh, versus Fury would be, or a Joshua versus Fury, or a Wilder versus Joshua. Things like that. That There's the desire and people want to clamour to see that. But, yeah, I, I'm just... I think we'll end up watching it for the three rounds that it's on before Fury probably knocks him out and then... Yeah, yeah. Thing, again, think about it. If there, there is this kind of goodwill between them that they're being sort of powy powy, you might argue that it could be end up being a fucking twelve round snooze fest because Fury doesn't actually want to put it on him like he did. To, to, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it could actually yeah, turn out to be one of the worst fights ever, just because there's this ah, oh, don't really want to knock my mate out kind of thing, as you say, rather than that pure fire. So you say three rounds. This wouldn't. It's either going to be if, if if Fury's in shape and actually trying to win, he'd steamroll him. Absolutely steamroller him. But you could quite easily see how it'd be a bit of a snooze fest. He's not trying that hard and it goes 12 rounds. Well, this is, this could be, again, don't be wrong, I don't think it is, but this could be one of the greatest tactics and game plans of any boxer ever if Chisora has been like, look, I don't, I don't want to get involved with this, comes out and just starts whacking him He's been him in training yeah. like a fucking monster. <laughs> just sex Fucking title. taking roids, doing everything. And Fury's just been like at home, vegging out, eating, taking it, eat, sleep, uh, sleeping on him. You, you're right. Maybe it's uh, one of the greatest ever ruses pulled off in boxing. I'd but love it, but it's, I don't it's suspect not rapping, so. is it? Um, anything else in boxing? There's a little bit about Dillian White, but... It's not really worth colouring. He, 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 he won last scraped. week. Didn't even realise he was fighting. That, uh, he he talked about falling off the radar again. And I'm a massive boxing fan. I literally, I think I saw it Sunday, reading a bit of the news that he'd fought the night before. Uh, didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar he was fighting. Yeah, I mean, it was horrendous judging again. He lost the fight for me. It was really close on scorecards. Um but I, I just don't think he should have won. And then he ended up coming out of it. Because, again, we've talked about this a number of times, as it so happens on these episodes, that boxing and judging in boxing is the summit systematically? Systematically? Systemically. I'm still in, I'm still in, still jet lagged. Um, After a week and a half. But yeah, it, it, it's just not right. And um, you can see why so many boxers get disillusioned by it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's 
too many elements, isn't there? There's the scoring in itself, the, the system, the you know nine point, uh, ten point must. You've got the corruption. You've got the judges favouring home fighters. You add all of that into a big mixing pot, and you just get the kind of bullshit decisions that we've learned to come well, that's, and that's love what, well, with Franklin, So it was Jermaine Franklin that he fought, and Franklin <laughs> had, had won the fight. It was quite evident on the night. Anyone watching that who hadn't looked at the scorecards or who had no you know, care in the world of who's going to win and had just taken a look at it, not listen to the commentary, because obviously when it's commentary on home soil, it's always slightly biased, but it was quite evident who'd won. And Where was it? Was it America? Uh, no, England. Was it? Um, I literally, literally, until I read it the day before, I hadn't heard any hype about it. I hadn't heard, didn't see it on any of the, you know, if it was on Sky or BT or just completely went under the radar, that one. It were on Dizone. Where was it? Let me have a quick look. Uh, da, da, da. No, no idea. Can't find. It. Oh, Wembley, Wembley SSE. It was Wembley Arena. Wow. So I can't imagine that sold out many. Or I don't think it did. Yeah, I don't think it did at all. But they tried to hype it up as they do with all these fights, and it just. I don't think I've even heard of the other guy. Uh, an unbeaten top... American, obviously not unbeaten anymore, which is what even probably more egregious. Not even what top fifteen. I don't think so. But that's what I was saying. Uh, I was talking to one of my mates about it, and. If you have got a record, I think it were like I think it was twenty one and zero. And if you've got a record of twenty one and zero, and you're not yet close to challenging for a title, there's something not quite right in your. She's been fighting bums. Yeah, exactly. Boxing, boxing is. The, I mean, look at you know we talk about it with the UFC. Someone like um, some of the you know get quite young fighters. 5-0, and oh, they get thrown in for title. I mean, Pereira, what were we saying when he, he was when he fought for the title? I think, was he 6-1, and 5-1? and one? You know, thrown in immediately. And they don't do that at all in boxing. They pad their records. They let them get a number of, you know, rounds and comfortable with the fights. And, I mean, there's, there's probably something to be said for that. But 21-1, um, and one, and I, as boxing fans, I've never heard of him. I'd love to know if we'd ever heard of any one of his victories. I would almost guarantee no one we've ever heard of that he'd... If you pulled up Boxing Rec, I bet we haven't heard of a single guy that... It, uh, I'm this say, I won't even waste your time because I know for a fact that you won't have done. Um, and I didn't either. So, yeah. Moving swiftly away from another fantastic week of boxing then. Um, football. So, it's a bit of a weird one because obviously we're doing the bonus episodes at the moment of the, the Tapping Cup because it's all about the World Cup at the moment. There's no other football news other than things like Ronaldo, I'm sure we'll come on to that, but it's strange to cover both in these two episodes. I mean, we can give an overview of what's happening, and in fact, one thing that we will end up covering on the next Tapping Cup is today's results, because Uruguay have just been knocked out in the last minute by a last-minute goal, which is always lovely, because it ended up with Suarez crying. I can't help feel that if we're talking a bit about the World Cup as well, we can't not talk about the Germans getting knocked oh, out yeah, uh, last night. Obviously, beautiful. England fans, it was magnificent. I mean, that for for excitement, and I, I, I do, there is a benefit when, as much as I like the games through the day at the staggered times, there is something about like the decisive third game when they're both being played at the same times and you're watching it and they flash up what's going on in both games. But there was a crazy... It wasn't very long it lasted for, was it? Because Germany got Four straight minutes, back into it. it. But there was one point when Japan and Costa Rica were going through and Spain and Germany were out. 
Now that is again. This has been the World Cup of underdogs, hasn't it? We've, yeah. There's been a lot of you know Morocco winning the uh, winning their league. Um, or the, the, you know their 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 side, the, the, their mini league group. Yeah. Uh, group is what I'm looking for. Um, Saudi Arabia beating uh, Argentina. I mean Japan. Talk about crazy. They beat Spain and Germany and lost to Costa Rica. What and top the group in doing so? You know, so it's been the World Cup of the underdog, but. Um, I mean, that was beyond your wildest dreams for, for, for Spain and Germany both to be going out at one point yesterday. And I, I, we both said we were, we were texting when it wasn't going to last, but um, yeah. I mean, if I had to choose one to go out, I'd have probably chose Spain, to be honest, because Germany look Over Germany? Awful. Yeah, Germany look awful. They're not going to do all. But as you rightly pointed out, we won't end up playing until final anyway in the way that the, the structure of the, the tournament is. And obviously we've got to get to the final first before we even start considering who we're going to get um, in the, the actual... You're a bit itself. younger than me, aren't you? So you probably can't remember the Germans always fucking seeming to knock us out for a few tournaments in a row. So I feel uh, like but the first is... time that I remember a Germany England game were five one, with the Owen and Heskey and which was like the most glorious out of all of them. But after, you know, we'd obviously had Euro '96 by then. We had 1990. Um... Oh, two Euro '96 happening. So Euro '96, fucking cunts. Gazers, Gazers, studs away from knocking them out. But for me, again, I suppose you. You grow old and you grow accustomed to something. And they haven't been, for years, to be fair, have they, the, the force that they were at international level, the Germans. So I can understand why people aren't that bothered. But for me, I always hold a grudge against the Germans. Knocked out last World Cup in the group stage. So I think it's two that have been knocked out in the group stage. And they were locked out in the last 16, weren't they, in the Euros by us? Yeah, that, so. they, they say definitely fallen off the radar. And um, I mean, I wouldn't say they had a golden generation when... England used to beat us they just it always used to seem that they beat us and I think there's a probably going slightly off tangent here but I, I'm sure in the same way some a lot of that boiled over from like the war you know you're talking 70s 80s they fucking hated us and we hated them because of the war obviously we beat them in the war I think that now war is ancient no one knows about that we probably do they even teach about world war Two at fucking schools for kids anymore probably not don't, I, so I bet people in, don't in hate. I, I was brought so. up hating Germans because of school. They teach you about the war, and you think, motherfuckers, that's twice you fucking taught us. I don't know if they even teach that shit in the school anymore, do they? I can honestly tell you, I don't know. They'd the rather history take, curriculum. Uh, probably teach you the history of pronouns rather than um, world wars, I would have thought. But um, yeah, our, Germany always will harbour a dark place in my heart because of that, and I would always enjoy seeing them get knocked out. On the golden generation point, has any golden generation actually won anything? Because every single time we seem to hear it, England's golden generation, nothing. Belgium's genera- golden generation, Spain? nothing. Have they had a golden generation? They, I mean, when they, they, went, they went two, was it two Euros in the World Cup or two World Cups in the Euros? I always forget, but 2008, 10 and 12. Were they ever um, coined, a- would the phrase ever kind of the golden generation or did they just get on with the jobs and batter everyone without needing all the extra hype yeah I, maybe you're right and may, maybe it's a phrase that almost seems to be reserved for underachieving teams that as you say England when they had that inverted golden generation we didn't do jack shit Belgium I mean Belgium is surely never going to have a team like they've got now they've got no. the best midfielder in the world and he was just starved of the ball in the match well, Belgium the whole... that type of country where it's not exactly common and again, there's no disrespect to Belgium, but it's not exactly common for them to have so many superstars, as you say, in one team. It's 
very unlikely that it's going to happen again anytime soon. Whereas England, for example, you're always going to have good English players. Spain, you're always going to have good Spanish players. Germany, etc., etc. So here's a shout for you. Before the current crop of players, name me a Belgian that you remember that's retired. Uh, I couldn't. I should do because I'm pretty sure there'll be loads on FIFA from the times that I've played FIFA, but I couldn't tell you what. Do you know what? And even with my, me being a bit older you and my depth of knowledge of football, I don't think I can remember that probably the most famous Belgian before this current team would be Bosman, the man who made the, 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 the free, free transfer. He was Belgian. So he would probably be before that. But apart from that, I couldn't probably tell you. But they, as you say, they've suddenly got the Kaku, um, you know, De Bruyne, uh, you know, look, look at the look at the back line with uh, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. You know, all of these fucking really decent players come out of nowhere in in the space of that period of time. I literally, I'm just looking through here. I couldn't name you any of them that aren't either recent or that I've just never heard of. Yeah, I, even I don't think I could say about Jean-Marc Bosman. I think he was called, but I, I don't even think he actually played very much for Belgium. Fellaini, <laughs> is he still player? I think he does. Oh, he does he? actually. Yeah, he's out in China, I think. Um, he is indeed. Shangdon Taishan? Yeah. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so Golden Generation means absolutely nothing. And apparently, as well, I've just clicked on the greatest Belgium, it says soccer, but greatest Belgium football players of all time. Top three are Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, and Cotois. So yeah, it, it's just. I thought it would have been a I thought it been company, to be honest. I thought company would have been a company. And thought of company, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think we'll see Belgium again anytime soon. And Martinez has left, hasn't he? I Quite rightly said, they've had a really poor. You've got the... a team with that level of quality and, and players at your disposal, and you underachieve like that. Heads after roll. Yeah, Where's... Southgate. Where's my trophy? The way it go. I mean, if we got knocked out in the first round, he probably would and should have been. No, sacked. he wouldn't, because he seems to be completely immune to every single criticism that comes his way. And getting to finals is not succeeding. I want a trophy. I want to celebrate on the Sunday the 17th, whatever it is, 18th. I want to get absolutely off my head and pretend to wield a fake World Cup round. Not happening. There's no uh, fucking chance we'll win it. Not until we're knocked out, there's still a chance. You should, no, I mean, maybe I should be more optimistic, but having been I in wouldn't England, be like you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Completely out like of character um, as a miserable cunt. But um, Ronaldo... I feel like I think when I did one, the first Tapping Cup, it broke whilst I was recording uh, solo style uh, when, when you were on your your jollies. That, the worst um, episode I think we've ever done. He'd, yeah, um, that he'd uh, had his contract terminated by mutual consent. Uh, we had discussed that before in one of the, the, the episodes and it was, it was quite a conceited effort by him to get that with the interview, wasn't it? It was no... You know, that's exactly what he was hoping for and it was the only thing that man you could really There's do. There's no outcome, is there, other than him getting his contract terminated or some sort of pre-sale at the very least being agreed. He, I think that's what he wanted and I think that's I'll be honest I think he gave Man U the reason they were looking for particularly you don't want to be paying someone half a mil a week and then not even fucking in the squad ridiculous so um, they've got rid of him uh, and it seems we'd I said on that I gave a breakdown the top two betting favourites from where to originally where to go were um Back to Sporting or Chelsea, which I think I'd said at the time I didn't feel was likely, despite the odds. Uh, and it seems now that it's between, the running is down to two Saudi Arabian teams. So it's um, Al Nasser, and I thought I saw I think the other one is it Al Halil had made a late Hilal. bid yeah. uh, to try and uh, keep him um, 
from going to Nasser as their rivals. But just remind me how much the uh, the deal that he's been offered at Al Nasser. Allegedly, because again we know that the media, especially when we talk about wages, is wrong. One hundred and seventy three million pounds a year. Ridiculous. Two years. Like what the fuck? How old is he? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Ridiculous. I mean, one, he's going to be destroying it with goals in that league, isn't he? Two, where are they going to get that money from? In fact, I'll tell you, I've got got a, a conspiracy theory of where they'll get that money from. The only reason one of these teams are trying to sign him is to get Saudi Arabia making a conceited effort, uh, or concerted effort, I should say, for the World Cup in 2030. And to me, this is like one of those pieces in the jigsaw that gives them a country as a league a bit of um, standing prestige. We've got Ronaldo. He'll, as part of that crazy 173 that you think, how on earth they pay that, he'll be, I guarantee you have to be an ambassador for that World Cup or some bullshit or that bid that they go through. And of course, where does that money come from? The fucking back channels of fucking FIFA. Um, so, but that, I mean, talk about ridiculous on a side note. If we were in Qatar already, we never should have got the World Cup uh, or the dodginess that's going on with FIFA. We've got, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the next one, is it America and Canada? 2026, uh, isn't it a shared one? Is, there, is it three or is it just America and Canada? No, is you it, might, uh, Mexico. Is it the Americas? Yes, so so you might be right. So I think it might be Canada, North, uh, America South, and, yeah. and Canada. And then back to Saudi Arabia. After, what the fuck are we doing here? I'm interested to see how that next World Cup will... I mean, we're talking way ahead of ourselves there, but we're... Um, I'm interested to see how that will work because that's quite a distance for the travelling. I think are they going to have separate camps? And from what the the reports are, they're on about completely mixing up how the World Cup is going to work, and it's going to be no longer four team groups. It's going to be three team groups and more groups, so only two go through. It's this participation badge bullshit, isn't it? That they want more teams. I think more teams I guess they look at it that the more teams the more countries are there the more commercial revenue they could get would be my probably very simplistic understanding of it but I I think it's aimed at which is not a bad thing trying to get more teams represented at the World Cup finals from say Africa and, 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 and Asia but you can do that and that, that that's fine and I'm all for encouraging equality and having more but look at, look at Qatar, they're the home nation and they got destroyed. You can't just be giving away World Cup places like that to a country that would never have a fucking chance of quality. Qatar would never qualify. Have they ever been in the World Cup before? No. And I would almost guarantee in the next two years they won't qualify. So it just, it just feels like you just this participation badge mentality of today of, oh, we won't have any winners and losers, it's taking part. When the fuck did that shit even hit football? You know, this is it's ridiculous. Do you think that would make it easier or harder to win the World Cup with more teams? Because obviously the, the immediate response will be, well, obviously harder because there's more teams. It makes no difference because you're putting more shit teams in it. The wider, because the idea doesn't seem to be giving more teams from Europe in. It seems to be aimed very... It's worldwide. Isn't it almost targeted, though, at the countries that, or the, the areas of the world that they say are underrepresented, so Africa. So I, I thought it was the proposal was that they, the number of teams would be expanded, but the number of European teams... Let's be honest, the winners come from Europe or South America. Yeah. You know, if you look at continents-wise, North America, Asia, never won the World Cup, not going to. It's more, though, in the point that I'm making there is, if you're in a, a group, and again, we're talking... We're hypothetical down the line here, but let's say England get drawn into a group with, and let's say it's Qatar, 
um, and Iran in the next World Cup. Even if England would top that group. Yeah, you'd expect us to then top that group. You're then also increasing the chances, surely, of having any of these minor upsets to get people going. And as you've already said, this World Cup so far has been probably the biggest World Cup for upsets. You're going to increase the chances that they're going to be upsets and that bigger teams are going to get knocked out. And then you're going to increase the then for the, the chances of a lesser team being later on in the competition. And again, very hypothetical, but let's say one of these lesser teams got to the final and they end up playing Brazil. You're going to expect one team to have won it. And it might be that they get a very simple qualification route, a little bit like England did, although obviously we messed it up um, in recent years. But I, I don't necessarily think it makes it harder. But does it make it easier? I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I think overall, particularly World Cup-wise, and I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong, it's like, I think there's seven teams that have won the World Cup. You can't fluke all that way. So even your, your Saudi Arabia, Morocco, top their group, crazy on the sound of it. They're going to get knocked out in the next round, I'd probably guess. I don't know who they've got. I'd be Spain. Sh- shocked if they then even... So Spain are going to turn up at some point. Even if, let's say, they knock out Spain. I don't know who they've got then. They'll get knocked out then. So Morocco are... Morocco have got, I was going to say, less chance. As equal chance of winning the World Cup as England. It's but, not but going on, to fucking on, happen. On that point, though, so you mentioned Spain there. And I did want to make a, a quick note of Spain. A lot of people have hyped them up, saying that they've been really good this, this World Cup. They've won one game against Costa Rica, which admittedly they blew them away. They drew against Germany. They didn't look that good, to be honest. Uh, they weren't that impressive. They then lose their last group game against Japan. So they won one game against a lesser team and have been beaten by what they would call a lesser team. So I'm not sure why people are now scared that Spain are going to go all the way through. So uh, Same with Brazil. I don't think Brazil are necessarily the massive force that people have been or making them out to be. And I think if there is ever going to be a chance, and again... I'd, hold my hands up here and say I'm probably being over-optimistic. Is there ever going to be a chance of England winning a World Cup? You've got to take this one. Uh, no no one has stood out, have we? in terms of the teams, the way that they're playing. You often at least get a front-runner. I mean, even France lost, obviously, Tunisia, heavily rested team, so you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe. Uh, Brazil play later tonight, um, so it'll be interesting to see. They're already through, so are they going to do the same as France and rest a load of players? Um so you, this last group game when you've already qualified for is you know is is not a metric to judge someone by. But I wouldn't disagree with you that this would be your best World Cup ever as a chance to win it. But I still don't think England will. Um, if we had a better route to the final, if you could avoid, Fr- I mean, France are the one team I would say at the moment, all right, bar the the last uh, game where they, they rested everyone that you'd want to avoid. So is Brazil, it, I'd rather play Brazil than France, I think. Do we... And again, I haven't had a look at... In fact, I don't think stage. we get Brazil to the final. So would it work out that we... I can't think who it is we'd so get Senegal, France. Obviously, I was going to say, so do we then go back to play sort of whoever wins out of Netherlands, USA, Poland and Senegal? And, uh, Whichever one Senegal. France are in, because it, again, on this AI Australia. prediction thing, I think. So it's it was England, France, who would be... I think that is that quarters... Uh, and it was ultimately this AI prediction had had it as a Brazil-France final, I think, if I'm not mistaken. If you beat France, you then get Argentina in the semis. I have a feeling it might be. Uh, where Again, are Argentina? If, they went, if everybody went through. So the route would be, you'd put likely again, yeah, which if they would, have to win. Which would make sense, because Argentina in Group C. So basically, it's got to be Group A, B, C and D playing each other until you get to the final, and then Group... 
was it E, uh, F, F, G, G and H, H playing each other until they get to the final. So I think that would be again if you look at the the accepted favourites would win. That's where England's route would be: Senegal, France, Argentina, then Brazil in the final. I take that. I think Argentina have been shy at this competition as well. Yeah, well I, I would, again on paper. I We're going to win it, but I don't think you can beat France. <laughs> I think <laughs> France are the uh, France. If, if if you had France in the final, I, now, and again on a one-off game, uh, when you get there. That kind of level, but I wouldn't fancy. I don't fancy to beat the, the frogs, if I'm honest. I don't think that France will get through anywhere. I think France will lose against to Tunisia. Is that no, Tunisia's in their group, isn't it? Oh, is it? That, that's, sorry, so that's who beat, sorry, yeah, that's who beat them. So Argentina, Australia, Poland, France. Poland are going to go out where. And then get beaten by us. It's a crazy World Cup, and we, you might make me eat my words, but um, yeah, I just don't see it happening for England. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Obviously, we've got we'll run through the the next few games with the Tapping Cup episode. Anyway, we'll probably do that early next week or Sunday. Sunday, maybe I think maybe hungover Sunday if we can be asked, or depending how heavy Saturday gets, oh, or goodness, Monday that's, that's otherwise. But. Um, uh, the game's still coming relatively thick and fast. I think, is it Tuesday? I think we'd had a look. Is it ch- from Tuesday? We then get a break till Friday, which is a bit shit, I think. Oh, so I think is it? Yeah, I think it was, 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 was it's quite a, a oh, chunky yeah, um, break, which is a bit disappointing um, and will be a bit strange when they've, uh, we've had it every day for the last couple of weeks and it'll be nearly three weeks by then. Well, we can but... always cover on the tapping cup. So if the, the game's, uh, so what, it'll be third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Is it worth doing one after all those? Yeah, we'll, we'll organise it now. We can see Essentially, we when, can we, do, when we feel like it. We could do on Sunday and then Tuesday, I suppose, because then there's a bit of a gap and we could preview the other games. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, if we can get knocked out, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to yeah. drop. Yeah, I suppose like, we could do that. If we get beat um, by Senegal, I'm like, uh, tapping cups dead. If 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 England win it, I'll do a Kanye West style interview. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a good point to end it there I think but um, as always thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon